So if you don't understand your values and are very, very clear on them, then most people will never, ever even get close to reaching their potential. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Hey Driven Mofos, in this video I'm going to talk about one of the most important concepts that I've ever learned in human behavior and something that massively, massively affects wealth creation. In fact, it's dr it drives whole economies. It also is the thing that helps people to live a fulfilling life. It's the thing that creates influence. It's the thing that helps people to achieve the things that they want. Yet the majority of people have never been taught it. And that thing there is understanding values. This is why it's so important because if you think about money, money is just the exchange of value. Yet most people aren't taught it. I have people every week, if not every day, come to me and say, Michael, I want to make more money. And then I say, complete this sentence for me. Money is what? And they go, well, money is good because normally they're stressed about money or whatever and they want more of it. So they say money is good. And then I go, what else is money? And they go, uh, money helps. And I go, okay, what else? And they go, well, money's also bad and money causes problems and money is stress and money is frustration. They start then letting out all these beliefs around money that they have. Now, those beliefs are their roadblocks. This is one of the things that I do in one of my more advanced events. So our event structure is normally Thrive Time, which is getting yourself right. Then we go into, uh, and that's understanding your values, how you operate as a person and so on. Then we have a course called Triumph. And that course there is all about leadership and influence. And in that course, we go into a lot more of wealth creation. But the whole of wealth creation is wrapped up in this idea of value exchange. And it's so important, which is why I'm going to talk about it today. So they start letting out all these beliefs. In that course, I talk a lot about those beliefs are actually the thing that's stopping you from getting the finances that you want. And they're normally the things that create self-sabotage patterns, destructive behaviors. They're the things that lead to procrastination. So if you don't understand your values and are very, very clear on them, then most people will never, ever even get close to reaching their potential. Now, I'm fortunate enough that I guess being part of the Mojo Human Performance Institute, we naturally attract people that are driven. Years ago, when we used to run events, we would get people who would hit rock bottom and they never really had any drive and they just wanted to have an easy life and not really do anything. You've probably met those people. But what I found was that, first of all, they really didn't want to get anywhere. They really didn't grow. They were visionless. And that's not their fault. Maybe that's just their genetics. May I, I don't know. Maybe it's just that they weren't brought up in an environment to think like that. But what I find is that the majority of people come to our events or come into Mojo Human Performance Institute because for them, there's more to life. They want to achieve more. They want to have more. They want to do more. They want to be more. And so because of that, they're prepared to work a bit. They're prepared to work hard, in fact. Um, hence why we call our community the Driven Mofos because they are driven. And if you're not driven, you probably won't last in our community. So it's not saying that everyone has to be psychotic, but our community want more. So let's come back to the law of value exchange. When we talk about values, the majority of people who come to that event how the first thing is that they have these blocks, these belief blocks around value and value exchange and what money is. And when I ask people, what is money? They're like, well, you know, you use it to buy things. Well, sort of, but that's not really what it is. We needed a medium or an exchange of value. If I go and get my hair cut, I'm not a hairdresser and I'm not a barber. So I, cut, I can probably cut my own hair, but it will look absolute rat shit. If I walked in there and said, look, what would you like? And he said, well, I don't know. What can you give me? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm wearing a pair of jocks. I got a pair of shoes, but my shoes are more expensive. They're like 10 times more expensive than the haircut. So how do we do this exchange? How, like, what can I give you for the haircut? Imagine if we had to barter like that all the time. It's freaking crazy. So the problem is that we just can't exchange like that. In a global economy, you can't exchange like that. Even in a country, you can't exchange like that. It's, it becomes too hard. Now, some people still do work for a carton of beer or a couple of bottles of wine or 
whatever. That's the same bartering system. It's the same as money. And we're just using it as a form of exchange. Money is the medium of exchange of value. And it's the agreed upon exchange of value. If someone says that, I don't know, this mouse here sitting in front of me is worth $300. Yeah, I don't really give a shit about computers or I don't really give a shit about how expensive that mouse is. I go, well, I just want a $30 mouse. Like, I don't really care. So I don't see the value in it. If someone else comes along, they understand the value in it, the technology in it, then they'll pay more because they understand and they get it, okay? And so they'll pay more for that exchange. This is how exchange works. This is how value works. So our whole economy is wrapped on this idea of value exchange, or we have this idea of value exchange. We use money as a medium. It's an agreed upon exchange. Then when we're also talking about value is if you don't understand your values, you'll normally self-depreciate and lower your self-worth because you're not doing things that you're most gifted in and most empowered in. And I could, I'm going to do a whole nother podcast, I think, or a whole nother episode on just values alone, because that there will change the way you think about things. I, I hope because the majority of people, when I talk about values, they're thinking kindness, happiness, respect. They're not values. The majority of society have been convinced that their things are values. All it takes is if you just go and type in or Google axiology, and it's the field of study of values. Now, most people have never even studied it, learned it, thought about it or whatever. And yet people run around talking about values and they go, well, my highest value is kindness and integrity. Motherfucker, if you woke up this morning and you don't want to be integral and you don't want to be kind to others, then essentially you're a piece of shit. Okay. And you should probably be isolated and put in a fucking cage. Everyone wants this thing of kindness and they want people to respect them and they want to be honored. But what does that mean? And the majority of people can't tell you what that means because they don't understand what their values are. So my highest value is teaching, is learning and is coaching. That's my number one value. My number two value is physical appearance and physical exercise. So I love movement. I love physical appearance. To me, it's all about the way that I look in myself. So do I dress half decent? Do I feel half decent? Do I look half decent? They're the things that are important to me. Now, what will happen is normally when I say that, something else will happen where there are other people that go, well, that's a bit pretentious, but they're normally someone who doesn't have a high value on physical appearance. I have a lot of people who come to my events, especially females, and they will say things like, you know, beauty is really important to me. Like, I don't like leaving the house without makeup. I like wearing nice clothes. And so beauty is a high value, but they don't want to admit it because there are other people in society who don't value that same thing, who will judge and criticize. I have listened to so many speakers around the world. Some of the biggest speakers, in fact, say that they don't have a high value on wealth creation, yet at the same time, they spend 50 to 70% of the time talking about money and wealth creation and what they're achieving and doing with money and the impact that they're having. And they won't admit it because our society deems talking about money is bad. Okay, I remember my grandparents saying, we don't talk about money, Michael. We don't talk about money, Michael. And, and I always thought, why? Why don't we talk about money? Now, the reason was that they had a high value on money, but the peers that they surrounded themselves with probably didn't. And so they didn't talk about money. If you go and study the wealthiest families, they talk about money all the time with their kids. They talk about money over the dinner table. And the reason why they do that is because they want to pass on the knowledge and make it acceptable because money is just a, a medium of value exchange. Yet, a lot of people don't like talking about money. They don't like admitting that money is important to them. I would say that probably 99% of people who go to work on an average day have a, a top five to top 10 value of wealth creation or money or financial security or something like that. Yet when I ask them, they won't admit it. They'll go, well, I don't have, I, money's not important to me. Well, bullshit, why do you work? I work because, I'm, well, I need to. No, well, no, you don't because there are there are probably millions of people around the world today who don't work and choose not to work. And I've even grew up with some people who their number one goal today would have been to wake up at lunchtime, smoke a bong, eat a pizza out of the fridge from last night's dinner and sit and watch Jerry Springer or some shit on TV all day. And that's their, that's their life. And that's the life that they want to live. They have no concept of hard work or wealth creation or anything 
anything like that because it's not important to them. That's someone who does not have a value on money. Someone who has a value on money or financial exchange or it might be financial management or it could be financial stability or something like that will normally get up and go to work because they realize that money is important to them, hence why they do it. But because a large population do it, people just think that that's normal and they go, well, I have to. But you don't have to work. You don't have to look after your kids. You don't have to look after your health. And there are shitloads of people who don't. Yet most people confuse that. This is why understanding value exchange is so important. I could, I can talk for probably two or three days just alone in a seminar, maybe even a week, just on values alone and how it impacts every area of life from your ability to generate wealth, your ability to negotiate, your ability to sell. Salespeople, if they don't understand values, are probably leaving money on the table because they don't understand how to sell and what they're actually selling to another person because money is the exchange of value. Now, the other thing is most people also don't realize that when you're talking about value exchange, we're always exchanging value. When someone says it's better to give than to receive, my feedback, and I do this in one of my events. So in the event where I talk uh, in Triumph, where I get into wealth creation and, and money and so on, and I talk about different investment strategies and, and all of those things. Not that I'm telling people what to invest in because I can't do that legally in this country for some weird reason. I talk about the byproduct of unfair value exchange is normally guilt and resentment. Now think about this. You have someone in your family who gives you too much consistently. After a while, you start to feel guilty like you want to give back to them, but they won't accept something. And so that guilt stays with you. So there are lots of people in our society that get given things and get given things like I've I have a lot of, for some reason, it's more European families do it more than anyone else where their parents or their mum. Give, 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 give. And they say things which is absolute bullshit, which is it's better to give than to receive. And I'm going to debunk this whole thing in a second. In, in a logical way, we would just go, shit, I never thought about this. But you're probably one of those people as well who say it's better to give than to receive, which is not true, okay? Because I was convinced that shit as a kid as well, which also meant that I gave way too much. I gave too much of my time, too much of my energy, too much of my knowledge. And when I would get money, I would spend it all because I thought that it's better to give than to receive. And I didn't like receiving things. And so I would just naturally give stuff away all the time, including my money, which is why I didn't get ahead. So anyway, coming back to this, better to give than to receive. If we're talking about that it's better to give than to receive, that also means that you have to give to somebody who also has to receive, you're putting a burden on them. Because if it's better to give than to receive, you're pedestaling yourself as an individual saying, I'm a better person than you because I'm giving to you, which also means that you're creating a burden for them because they have to receive, which means that they're not as good as you because they're not able to give. This is the problem. I remember years ago, I was working uh, working with a client. Uh, I'm still working with him, actually. He's uh, almost a billionaire now. But years ago, when I was working with this client, uh, at the time, he was in his early 30s. He was worth about $70 million. We were, we were going out for lunch. Now, I found it a privilege to work with this person. And so we would go out to lunch. So we're going out for lunch. And um, every time we go out for lunch, I'd pay. I'd go, I'd get the bill. I'll get the bill. Because I found it a privilege to work with him. And this one day I went to pull out my wallet to pay and he grabbed my hand and he held it and he stopped. He goes, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to pay. And he said, no, you're not. And I said, yeah, I am. And he goes, no, you're not. And he said, Michael, how do you feel when you get to give to me? Like, how do you feel when you pay? And I said, oh, I feel great. And he looks at me in the eyes. And I remember this because it still gives chills down my spine. He said, Michael, what do you think that it feels like for me when you take that opportunity away from me? And I went, oh, that hurt. And I got it there and then that if you're always the one giving, you take away that gift of being able to give to others from somebody else. So the truth is, it's not better to give than to receive because every time you give, you have to have a receiver. That receiver, not only do you take away their opportunity of giving if you're always giving to them, but the second thing is you actually rob them of a whole bunch of other things. Sometimes when we give something for nothing, we take away accountability. We take away purposefulness. We take away somebody's pain of having to endure the things that give them self-worth, self-love, self-respect. Unfortunately, sometimes when 
you consistently give money to people who don't offer value back in return, in the majority of cases, you actually rob them of their dignity, okay? Because they've got to go out there and, and figure out where their self-worth is and, and generate something and give back to society. And the way that they do that is through hard work, through effort, through their knowledge. And they've got to start believing in themselves. So we've just got to be very careful of that. And I'm always thinking about that What's the, what's the exchange here? What's the value exchange? Because if not, what happens is a byproduct of always giving to someone is you actually create guilt for them because they feel like they can't give back. And in that moment when I was working with that client and I kept paying all the time, after a while he wanted to pay, but I kept jumping in to pay. So he felt guilty like he couldn't give back to me. Okay, most people don't realize that, that a lot of the guilt that they have comes from others giving to them and not being able to give back. Okay, that's that's part of a guilt cycle. The other thing that happens is if you give too much, you start to become resentful. So I use this example in some of my events. If you're in a relationship and let's say you unpack the dishwasher, you do the dishes, you put the bins out. Next week, you unpack the dishwasher, you do the dishes, you put the bins out. And you do that for multiple weeks. After a while, you might go, my partner is taking the piss here. I'm doing everything. And so you start to create resentment because you feel like you're adding value to the relationship and they're not giving that value back in exchange. Especially if they're sitting on the couch watching TV or they might be working or doing something else, you might not see that value exchange. So it starts to create resentment. And you'll see this if you go out for breakfast and let's say you pay, then the next time you rock up with the same friends and your friends go, oh, look, I don't have any money. I forgot my wallet. And so you go, that's right, I'll pay. So you pay. Then the next time it happens again and you go, well, hang on, this is getting a bit stinky here. That there is creating resentment and you start to create resentment because you feel like you're not getting the value back in return. So the majority of society don't realize they are setting themselves up for a shitty life and resenting others and feeling guilty all the time by just the fact that they don't understand value exchange. This is like one of the consequences of not understanding value exchange. Okay, so this is super important. Now, how did this all come about? Okay, because I've gone off track a bit because I wanted to explain values in, in more detail. And I, I definitely spend a lot more time going into this stuff at our events for that specific reason, because if you don't understand it, I guarantee you're not living up to your own expectations. You're not pushing yourself hard enough because your values are what makes you the most valuable. Okay, I know that learning, teaching and coaching are the things that make me the most amount of money because it's the thing that I'm most dedicated to in life. Also, my brain is fine tuned for that because part of the theory is that there's a part of the brain called the thalamus that tunes into your values. So when I'm listening to people, I don't think about all the shit that they're doing or have done. I listen to all their roadblocks. I listen to what their values are and, and I hear things through their values and I hear things through their roadblocks, through their goals, through their dreams. So my wife said this to me years ago. She said, Michael, why do we keep hiring the people that we hire in our business? And I thought, shit, I don't know. And when I, then I thought about it and I went, crap. I hire people because I want to give them opportunities because I see the best in them. I don't see them for their problems or whatever. I see them for their enthusiasm, what their goals and their dreams are. And she said to me, Michael, that's what makes you a great coach, but that's not what makes you good at hiring people because you keep giving people opportunities who just won't last. They go through a 90-day cycle where they're enthusiastic and then when they're not getting the results that they want, they fall apart. And that was because I was hiring people in the same way that I coach. And I've I've worked with people who do, who've done some of the most craziest shit, okay? I've worked with people who've just gotten out of jail um, and we've had people who've come to our Thrive Time event who've literally got out of jail that week and come to Thrive Time. I've worked with people who have done really things that are deemed not so great for society, but I see that as my opportunity to be able to help them to live a better life and to do things that are more inspiring and to do things that don't cause issues in society. So that's something that makes me great at what I do. But in saying that, I'm shit at most other things. Like if it came to, I'm a, I'm a mechanic by trade. If it came to me fixing things, I, it's not really my thing because it's not a high value. I don't really have a high value on it. I don't really have a high value on on a lot of things. Like I don't have a high values on systemization and you know operations and stuff like that because it's not what I'm tuned to. That's not my highest value. I, I love building businesses, but 
those other things aren't high values. The parts of the business aren't high values to me. So technology isn't a high value to me. So we need to know what our values are so that we can stay in our lane and that will help you to achieve the most because there are plenty of other people who wanna be coaches, but at the same time, they aren't gonna be as dedicated as what I am. They're not gonna put in the time and effort and their brain isn't tuning in and out of reality and picking up all the things that I see that other people don't because their highest value isn't that thing. So I could do other things like, um, one of my clients, his highest value is wealth creation. I'll probably never create the amount of wealth that he has. And the reason is because his brain is finally tuned into seeking his highest value, which is wealth creation. And so he'll, he will get out there and everything that he sees is an opportunity to make money, is an opportunity to build things, to create things, and so on. That's how he lives. That's why in his early 30s, he was worth you know almost $100 million. I think it was like $72 million at the time. Now in his early 40s, he's close to a billionaire. And that's just because that's how he operates. Like that's how he is. I've got another friend of mine as well. And he sold his company for $40 million at 28 years of age. Well, the reports are $40 million. When I've spoken to him, we don't talk about that stuff because it doesn't bother me what he sold it for. Now, he's he's got a very, very high value on business and wealth creation. Now, I probably won't do what he's done. Definitely not by that age because I'm already, you know, I'm already 10 years older than that. But my point is that your values are the things that will help you to achieve the things that you want in life, yet the majority of people don't even think about this stuff, which is fucking crazy. And just because we're not taught it. I mean, you go to school for 13 years and we don't get taught the most important thing, which is how our brain functions and how we see the world and how we achieve things and how we tap into our ultimate potential. This is why I created Mojo Human Performance Institute because I'm like 13 years, I never learned any of this stuff. Okay, so please remember an unfair value exchange. When we have an unfair exchange of value, we create resentment when we give too much and we feel guilty when we get too much. This tells you whether you're out of whack with your values and whether you're giving too much or taking too much. Now, most people don't understand why they resent their partner or why they resent their friends or why they resent people at work. This is why. Now, I had someone only a couple of weeks ago who came out and they said, Michael, look, I'd love to catch up for a coffee. And I went, okay, cool, fair enough. Like, let's talk, why? I just asked a couple of questions because I thought, well, maybe maybe there's something that they want to discuss. Maybe we'll get them in for a one-on-one -on -one coaching session. Maybe they can come to one of our events. I'm not sure. I don't know what they want. So I started asking questions and they're there and, and they're going around in circles and they're going, you know, I just really want to help you and I want to help your business. And I'm going, well, hang on, what, what's, why? What's the exchange? What do you want in return? Because people don't do shit for nothing. They do things for a reason. Now I debate this consistently and I always find there is an underlying hidden intention or a hidden agenda in some way, shape or form. Now this is hard in business because I tell people straight away, I'm like, you want to come to my events? You got to pay. I have people who send me messages on Facebook and they say, well, you know, if you really gave a shit about helping people, you'd do it for free. And I'm like, listen here, motherfucker, you go to work every day and you expect to get paid and you expect to create the lifestyle that you want. You expect to pay your own bills, but you expect me to do everything for free. Do you know how dumb that is? Just because I help people, the way that I help people is by being inspired. I can't do that if I can't live a life that I actually enjoy. I can't do that when I wake up and I'm thinking about paying the bills because I'm not thinking about how to help people. Now, Mother Teresa was almost a billionaire before she died. Why? Because she was able to negotiate and she did things for the right reason. Some of the greatest people throughout history who have helped more people than anyone, are people who have been able to generate vast fortunes. If I look at someone like Jeff Bezos, he employs over a million people, that's a million people with jobs, who can feed their family, who can put a roof over their head. Now, some people might not be getting paid much, and that depends on the value that they're creating in the business. If you're someone who just puts sticky tape over, over a letter, you're probably not gonna get paid well, okay? And that's just, that's the law of value exchange, because 
anyone can do that. But the more that you add value, the more valuable you become in our society. But then there's also other things like the more you live your own values, the greater your self-worth. The greater your self-worth, the more you'll go out there and keep backing yourself to push hard. So the more courage you have. So not only when you're living your values, will you have self-worth, you'll have self-love, you'll have self-respect. All of these things happen because a person understands their values. So anyway, this person comes up and they say, you know, I want to help you. And I think, hang on, shit, what's the hidden agenda? What's the hidden intention? Because there's got to be an exchange of value. If you give to me without me being able to give back to you in some way, shape or form, I'm going to feel guilty and I don't want that burden. Okay, that's not what I'm here for. The other thing is, if I catch up with you for a coffee and you sit there and spend the whole time talking about yourself, you spend the whole time picking my brain for information for free, I'm going to be pissed off and resentful because I've spent over a million dollars on study. I've spent over a million dollars learning how to be the best that I can be. And that means flying overseas. That means spending weeks away studying and learning from some of the greatest people on the planet in the area of human performance, mental performance, you know, neuroscience, chemistry, biology, a whole bunch of different fields. Now, I'm not an expert in, in you know, some of those fields like biology and neuroscience and so on, but I learn a shitload about those things and, and it helps me to understand the human behavior aspect and be a better coach. So when I have someone who comes along and goes, I just want to pick your brain, I'm like, you don't want to pick my brain, you want to pick my fucking pocket, okay? Because that time's worth money. I would rather spend that money doing something that's inspiring to me, which is building my business so I can reach more people, help more people who are going out there, being more influential and putting more money back into the economy and driving business and you know, being able to support their families and all of those things. They're the things that are important to me. I know that if I impact one person with a business, that person might have two staff, four staff. That's four extra people that can buy their kids Christmas presents. That's what my business means to me. Now, if they're spending an hour with me picking my brain for free information because they think that it's important to them, they don't give a shit about me. They don't give a shit about themselves. And that creates resentment. So you've got to be very careful with this because I used to do this all the time when I started business. And this was one of the biggest fuck ups that I made when I first started. When I was a coach, I thought I'll go out there and I'll help everybody because if I can help everybody, people will see my value. Now that already told me straight away that I didn't have my own value. I didn't believe in myself. And so I thought I'm going to go out there and give all this stuff away and people will come. They will come. They'll fill up my events. And you know what would happen? I would spend my whole week buying coffees for myself. So people would say, I want to come and pick your brain. I would sit there, pay for my own fucking coffee and give free advice on courses and shit and knowledge that I had to pay for to go and learn. And they would sit there and do it for free. Then my events would come and I'd send the messages, oh, I'm too busy, I can't come. Well, you're, you're able to bloody make time when you could pick my brain for free, but now you've got to pay for something, you don't want to come. So what it did was it made me realize that when you understand people's values, they will tell you by the decisions that they make. If someone says to me, I want to pick your brain for knowledge and they're happy to give up hours of their time to spend time with me to pick my brain for free, yet they won't come to one of my events and pay money. It already tells you that they don't have a value on learning. They don't have a value on what I'm going to teach them and they probably won't implement. Do you know the worst people that have ever done my events are normally the people I give free tickets. And over the years, I used to give away to some of my friends free tickets. I would give away to some of our past clients free tickets and I'd give them things because I thought, you know, I just want to help them. I want to be nice. And you know what would happen the majority of the time? They wouldn't even rock up. They would come back from breaks late. They wouldn't give a shit. They wouldn't even implement what I teach. And then they would go to their friends and go, you know, oh, you should do this Mojo event. And their friends look at them and go, why the fuck would I do an event that you've been to? Look at how you're living. Look at the choices that you're making. In fact, I only had someone recently who said to me, I would have come to one of your events earlier, but the person who told me to come doesn't implement this shit. And so because of that, I thought, why would I go to one of your events when this person isn't getting the results? And then they said, I just realized that no matter what he gets taught, he doesn't implement shit anyway. So I thought I'm going to come along and check it out. And I started following you. And that's why I'm here. And they got great results. So they got great results, but their friend who told them to come didn't because they weren't implementing. Normally people who pay for things will implement things because they see the value in it. 
when people don't see the value in something, they normally don't implement because they don't really care. They think they do. Like I've, I've, oh, probably some weeks I could have anywhere between five to 10 people who message me and say, Michael, I want to get ahead financially. And I say, come to my event. Well, how much is it? Well, a couple of thousand dollars. Okay. Oh, I don't have the money. Okay, but you can go and figure out how to pay for a $30,000 brand new car that you've got sitting in the driveway. You can go and take out a loan in that. You can go put it on credit, but you can't figure out how to get to two grand to come to my event. What's, what's a higher priority? What's more valuable to you? What's more important to you? The car sitting in the driveway and the perception that you're creating by having that car or your mindset and your self-worth and the things that actually will help you to get ahead in life. Would you rather have other people say to you, wow, you look like you're doing well or would you rather know that you're doing well? Hmm. This is why value exchange is so important. If you're a business owner and you don't understand value exchange, you are holding yourself back from growing that business. If you're someone who wants to have greater self-worth, self-love, self-respect, and you want to be able to achieve more in life, you better understand value exchange. If not, you're leaving energy, effort, time on the table. Every day, if you're not prioritizing the most important things in your day, then you're not going to achieve the things that you want. You'll put things in your calendar that aren't that important, that are of lower values, then you won't follow through on them and you'll call that self-sabotage or procrastination because you'll sit there going, oh, I know I should do this, but I, I'm just, I don't know why I'm not doing it. Well, you're not doing it because your brain says to you, it's not that important. I don't perceive how this is helping me to fulfill my values and what's important to me. So self-sabotage and procrastination in most cases is a byproduct of not understanding values. Okay, it's crazy. So anyway, this person says to me, you know, I would love to catch up. I would love to pick your brain. And I, I thought, oh, here we go. So anyway, I said to him, look, just let me know, like, what, do you, what specifically is it that you want to know? And I might be able to tell you over Facebook or, or whatever and be able to help you out. Anyway, they came back and they're like, oh, no, I just want to catch up. Just want to sort of hang out. You know, just want to sort of see. I think I might be able to help you. And I'm like, I don't need fucking help. If I, I'll go and ask people for help if I need help. I don't need help. <laughs> Thank you. And, and what I found was that this person just lacked the self-awareness of like, well, what am I giving back to this person? And this happens consistently where I'll have people who message me who go, I can help your business to grow, but they don't know what the problems are because they never ask. What they're really saying is, I have something that's important to me and I think that it should be important to you. I have this with charities when they reach out to me and they go, you know, Michael, this is really important to us. And they give the whole pitch and I go, thank you, all the best with it, but I'm not that interested. And then they get all offended because it's not important to me. Okay, there are there are charities that it, it's it's great that they do what they do, but that's not my cause. My cause is something different. I have select causes that I'm more than happy to provide value to because it's important to me and I get value out of it. But the majority of charities don't serve a purpose for me. Other people can invest in them and other people can give that money away and whatever, but that's not my cause. But a lot of charities will use guilt, they'll use shame and stuff like that because they know that it's they're able to manipulate people and get what they want, which is within their value structure. The point of this whole video is that understanding values is so important. If you don't understand this law or this understanding of a field of study called axiology, and axiology is looking at two things. Okay, first of all, it's, it's asking the question, where am I most valuable? Okay, that's that's economics. Number two is where do I feel the most valuable, which is metaphysics. Okay, or um, we could call it philosophy. Those two fields of study together combine to create this idea of value exchange. When you're clear on that, life becomes so great, okay? And, and if you've been to one of my events and you've done Thrive Time, you'll hear me talk about this. And it was probably the thing that for most people, I see click in their heads. Because once you get clear on your values, you actually get clear on your purpose really, really quickly. And we have a lot of people come to my events and they say things like, I'm, I'm really struggling to find my purpose. Well, if you can't define your values, you, you'll struggle to find your purpose. And if you don't have those two things, you'll struggle to find your mission and your vision, which gives you clarity in the future. 
They're the things that create certainty in uncertain times. And this is how some people excel, especially in economic downturns. Okay, and there's a lot of talk of that sort of stuff at the moment. Something that we have quite a lot, I've got a lot of trade-based businesses coming into our Odyssey business and entrepreneurial mastermind or our, our business Odyssey. And um, a lot of the things that they're saying is that the, the industry is just chaotic at the moment. You know, there's supply chain issues. There are huge problems with vendors, um, can't get enough employees, all of these things. And I start asking them, what's your values? What's your purpose? What's your mission as a company? All of those things. And they're like, I don't know, man, I just go to work to make money because I want an easy life and, and it's not easy anymore. Okay, well, that's why you're going around in circles and you probably won't, you, you probably might just survive through an economic downturn. You might be, you might have to tighten everything up and your life will go pretty shitty and you'll have to downsize things and it might be your lifestyle. But that's because you don't understand these things like value exchange. You've never gotten clear on your mission. You don't understand your vision. You don't have a purpose. People want to be part of something. This is why Jeff Bezos was able to create Amazon into such a powerhouse because his vision and his mission was bigger than just Amazon. He wants to create the number one customer focus or customer-centric business on the planet. And every conversation that he says we have as a company, now this might be wrong, but in an interview, he said every conversation we have comes back to the customer and user experience because we're happy to take a loss in some of our products to make sure that we're price competitive and the customer gets the best deal. Okay, and I found that really interesting. So anyway, values, super important. Get really, really clear on them. They will change your life. They'll change the way that you operate and you cannot undo the law of value exchange. So when someone says it's better to give than to receive, that is only someone who is more than happy to put the burden of unfair value exchange back onto another person. So if I'm always giving to someone, I'm taking away a lot from them without even realizing it. When you understand that value exchange rules the game, it's not better to give than to receive. It's better to create fair and equitable value exchange. That's it. That rule changed my life because now I know who my close friends are. I also know what my boundaries are. I'm also prepared to stick to those boundaries. I'm also not prepared to be manipulated. Guilt doesn't really work on me. Shame doesn't really work on me. When people say, you should do this, I go, you should leave me alone because the word should is an implanted value or an implied value on someone else. I get people who say to me all the time, Michael, you should have a family. It's the greatest thing that you ever do. I don't want to have kids. It's not my thing at the moment. I'm and they go, well, yeah, but your time's running out. Well, if it does, it does. I'll deal with it then. But for me, it's not It's not a high value. I don't have a high value on having kids. Yet people who have a high value on kids go and implant that in, into me. I love my niece and nephew. They're awesome to be around, but I don't have to spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week with them. Okay, so after spending periods of time with them, I love giving them back to my sister and brother-in-law and saying, have fun, especially when they're crazy. Okay, but I'm more than happy to work 100 hours a week in, in our company and in our business because this is what I love to do. Yet if I had to look after kids for 100 hours, I would feel like it's taking away from my life, okay? Now that's just the law of value exchange. Someone who's listening in on this, who has kids and who has a high value in family will go, how can Michael speak like that? But how is it that someone can create vast amounts of wealth and other people go, well, why would someone do that? That's crazy. Well, the reason is because one person has a higher value on wealth creation than the other person. And this is where a lot of people's criticisms and judgments come from. But when that happens, if you keep adapting your values and your behavior based on those values, then the problem's gonna be that you're always, always, always gonna feel inside that you're never living up to your own potential because you keep being manipulated into living in other people's values until there comes a time where you're just doing you and you're proud of you and you're able to take criticism and judgment from others with different value systems, different structures, different religious beliefs, whatever it is, then you'll probably never live up to your own expectations.
You don't want to have those implanted values of others. So the way that you do that is you do you. You live your values. You understand your values and you you understand that other people's criticisms and judgments normally come from their own values. Okay, I have people who criticize me for the amount of money that I spend on clothes. And they go, well, why would you spend that amount of money on clothes? Now, not that I spend a lot, but like for some people, that's a lot of, I'll spend a lot of money. I'll go out and spend $300 to $1,000 on a pair of shoes. I might do it like I've still got a couple of pairs of shoes that I paid a couple of grand for. Now, those shoes might be five or six years old and I still look after them because to me, they hit my second highest value, which is physical appearance and physical exercise. Looking nice when I go to events and seminars is important to me. But for someone else, they go, why would you spend that amount of money? i got friends of mine who wear the same clothes every fucking day and they buy 10 black shirts, two pairs of the same jeans, and they wear the same pair of shoes until they have holes in them. And they don't care because they don't have a value on that. And that's cool. That's them. But everyone has their own value structure and their own value hierarchy. That's why it's so important not to press those things on other people. And I watch mums come to our events like Thrive Time. And when they do their values, they go, Michael, I feel so guilty and ashamed because my kids aren't my highest value. And I go, I know that because you spend the majority of your time working in a career or in your business or exercising or whatever it is, you're a professional athlete or whatever it is. I understand that because I understand values and I understand how they prioritize their time. Yet society has pushed or people in society have pushed on that if you're a mother or a father, family should be your highest value and it's not. It creates a lot of internal conflict and a lot of self-destructive behaviors. And also it lowers someone's self-worth. It creates that internal dialogue and all that fucking chaos inside someone's head because they think they should be doing all these things. When someone uses the word should, it tells you that it's an implied or an implanted value. This is why it's so important. Hence why I want to share it. I just, I literally got out of bed this morning and thought, fuck it, I'm going to record this because it was on my mind. Um, so I walked down, I grabbed my uh, liquid energy here in my, uh, in my caffeinated beverage in our mojo driven mofo uh, coffee cup, um, which normally has a lid, but I took it off, which reminds me I'm going to have this coffee. I wanted to share this because I think that it's so important. And this week has been an absolute killer with the messages that I've been getting with people that I've been communicating with, that the majority of them just don't understand their values. So important to do this, okay? I hope this helps. Anyway, if you don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the owner and founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos, and most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. So please remember to subscribe, like, and share. Thank you to everybody out there as well who has been rating this video. Uh, in the first week, we got to number 14 on iTunes in the in the era of self-help. Uh, I don't know where we're at at Spotify in the moment, but I think we're doing pretty well. And I know that we've been going up subscribers on the YouTube channel as well for people who are watching this on YouTube. So for all those who have rated this podcast, uh, I know some people have written reviews as well. I really, really, really do appreciate that. I, I'm only doing this because I really want to add value to people. And I don't, really don't want most people to destroy their lives. As you probably heard before, my best friend's niece was killed in a car accident when she was really young, I think around the age of about three. And we used to look after her uh, quite a lot. And I just remember thinking, you know, life can just be taken away just like that. And I know that most people waste their life and I really just don't want you to be one of them, hence why I'm doing this. So if you could please go in there, hit the the star review, give a star, uh, give the star rating and then also the reviews. Uh, you can do the reviews on iTunes. I don't think that you can do them on Spotify. If you can please share this with your friends as well and hopefully try to get this thing up to number one. Uh, it would be absolutely awesome if we can share this with more people. So anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Just remember, never underestimate the dream. I hope this helps. Thank you.